always got pixlexia, okay? This all on you? This all on your cow? Welcome, foolish mortals. It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. The reference here is very obscure. Welcome to the Obscure World of Disney. You're listening to the Obscure Disney Podcast. It's our belief that no detail is too small, no character cameo too short, and no quirk too strange to be celebrated. And with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, why not get an annual pass wherever you get your podcast from or find us at ObscureDisneyPodcast.com. And see all of our fun patches at DisneyPatch.com. Are you ready to ride them teacups, Steve? <laughs> you hate the teacups, right? I hate the teacups, right? Uh, that sounds harsh. I just, I can't do the teacups ride because the spinning makes me nauseous. That's true. Especially when I want to spin very fast. And you do all the time. Not anymore. Now my goal is to like try to keep myself as centered as possible as we rotate around the platform, you know? Oh. So you're always looking at the same thing. But even that, I feel a little bit nauseous. You know. Oh, well, I guess we're just too old. <laughs> too old for teacups. <laughs> teacups. And that's usually on the first day after like not a lot of rest and jet lag and everything else. And that's lots definitely of theme park food. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Day, day two. That's the perfect day for the teacups. Okay. But I'm not talking about those. teacups. We're not talking about those teacups. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the teacups much further away over in Tokyo. Right. Because they just got a fun new ride. One of the best rides ever. And the thing that I like about this ride specifically, it's called uh, The Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast. The song is old as rhyme. Sure. That's right, right? Uh, the second, yeah, yeah. Okay. Tale is old as time, song is old as rhyme. Yeah. Close enough. Uh, the thing that I like about this is that the focus is, uh, you can tell the idea was that the focus was on music and dancing. Mm. from the beauty and the beast film um because you know we already have a lot of dark rides that just kind of tell the story of specific films that's true we do yeah Uh, um, you're right and this one focuses more on the dance slash music side of things oh i love it when they do that which is nice and it's an unusual format i've seen some people complain about this ride saying it's boring and it's not exciting and I, I wish they had this and that and it's like you know what who are these fictional people sometimes what you really want in a park is a ride you can take your kids on and all enjoy it's not all about thrill it's not about appeasing the adults all the time sometimes it's just nice to have a ride that the kids can enjoy you know uh and i would enjoy this show because as we started out the podcast by saying uh <laughs> you love a good teacup and I don't want to spin. Yeah. Well, there's a bit of spinning in this ride. Though. There is a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just watch it. Like, if you haven't seen the videos, there are videos online of this specific attraction. Um, and it's one of the things that I, one of the things that keeps me from watching too many spoilery videos is that I get motion sickness very easy. Hence why I don't ride the teacups. And watching shaky, spinny videos Mm-hmm. Is one of those things that'll just set me off for the rest of the night. Like I just won't feel right for right. the rest of the evening from watching something like that. You know, I have the same reaction to scary movies. Oh, really? <laughs> I just don't feel right. I watched a scary movie. <laughs> Sick to the stomach a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much that. And that is why I love the Beauty and the Beast race. I have to say that the pre-show for this is amazing. Yeah, I mean, just the building it's housed in is is amazing. Oh, yeah, let's start there. Let's <laughs> because 
the the extended area for Fantasyland in Florida has the Be Our Guest restaurant, right? It does. Yes. And it has a uh, a miniature version of the Beast Castle that's kind of set up in a way and it's supposed to give like a forced perspective. It's supposed to. Um, and people, unless you stand in a specific place and things like that, it's not perfect. It's not a perfect use of perspective. Yeah. And so people were not very happy about it. Yeah. This one, however, in Tokyo, they have basically a full-size castle back there. Legitimately, right? Like one that would be at the end of Main Street in any other park, apparently. Completely true. Yeah. I wonder really how much impressive. They, they spent on the outside of that building. That's a good question. I oh, don't it's got to be spendy. Yeah. It's I don't know where they're sure. getting all their money from, but dang. From all the people going to the parks. I guess. They're, they're, they're <laughs> spending the money. <laughs> it's true. Um, and this one opened specifically on September 28th. Brand new. Brand new. Um, There's no gum on it or nothing. No, not yet. <laughs> and they don't sell gum at Disney parks, so hopefully there won't be any at all. Right. Uh. But then, like you were saying, the pre-show is really interesting because you walk into the foyer of the castle and they basically give you the whole prologue to the movie, right? Right. Um, They have a giant stained glass window at the top of the stairs that kind of changes and tells you the story. Um, And then they introduce the incredible animatronics that they have in this attraction. Oh my gosh, they are so good. Belle has never looked so good. I don't know what they're doing in Tokyo that makes their animatronics so ridiculous. Yeah. But I remember seeing the teaser for this a good while ago. And I they had like literally just seconds of Belle moving. Uh-huh. And I thought, what is that? Because we certainly have not seen that in the American parks because their animatronics are ridiculous. Completely. Yeah, her face is unclockable. She, I'm just she has not one wrinkle. <laughs> right. um, but the thing I is, is like she's using the only the places that we've seen more recent animatronics in the American parks. Um, we saw some in uh, Frozen, the Frozen ride, but those are all rear projection faces. I do have to say that Elsa has got some stuff to complain about. Yeah. After this. After seeing Belle. <laughs> she looks great. Um, like the fir- first time we drew- went through that ride, I didn't hate the projection face. I was like, they're fine. They're mm-hmm. fine. The second and third time, I was like, oh, no. If you look back on it, the backside angle of it, yeah. they look they do not look good well it just it doesn't hold up quite the same because their their faces are molded 3d but then obviously the projections are only going in one direction so there is a weird kind of uncanny valley thing that happens with the projection faces completely that doesn't happen obviously with an actual realized full face yeah, I'm pretty shocked at how good they make Mr. Potato Head's eyes look, right? Mm. But eyes are a completely different thing sure. than a whole face. And I'm glad that with Belle, because with Belle, right, we have a completely realized face. It's completely uh, molded yeah. out. I was thinking also that we have a fairly recent animatronic woman in the Disney parks with Red, the pirate. Oh, right. Um, but I think they tried to make her fit in with the rest of the pirates. Right. And so she isn't nearly as smooth or as uh, detailed, you know, facial expression wise. Yeah, they 
they did use the old school techniques. For all we know, they took another pirate out from somewhere else in the ride and just reskinned it for like, you know, to be She's right. got pretty good motion. I think they probably built her a whole new animatronic. She actually does, yeah. But <laughs> you look at Belle and she, you can almost believe that she has, rant, you know, expressions on her face, even though I don't, they might have baked it into her face at some point that she has an expression. Right. But legitimately her mouth opens and closes and there aren't weird joins in the corners of her mouth which is really difficult for yeah. animatronics um, yeah yeah they gave us a lot of that with um ursula right when she came out mm, in her full face yeah and that material that they used for her they it was just brilliant and they just continue to use it now even you know even even for this right i i think ursula is a little different but still you can't th these these animatronics and it, that's just bell beast looks i have to say the thing that i find the most impressive about this is that they make them look exactly like they do in the cartoons right sometimes when they put together characters and put them in places there's a little bit of something off um, yeah. about the sculpts or whatever legitimately they they look exactly like they do in the cartoon which yeah. is really impressive. And we totally forgot to mention, of course, like the best part about this entire ride is that it's a trackless ride. So you're in these teacups that are moving, they are flowing throughout the ride and every room you're in, they all dance together as you're moving around the set that you're in, the rooms right. that you're in. And then it looks, it appears that when you're done with that scene, basically the doors open and then all of the cuts cups dance into the next room <laughs> and then they all spin around each other. And, Oh, just lovely. It's, it's like, exactly what I said I wanted to happen with trackless rides. I'm like, if you're going to have a trackless ride, do something with it. Yeah. And this is one of those things that you couldn't do with a track ride. They can't spin and dance around each other in an open space like that. Right. Uh, it would be a mess on a track. So the trackless ride thing actually works for this situation. Completely. Like they took the technology and built a whole ride around it. And they're, they're using it in a lot of new rides now. Mm -hmm. um, some of which we can't even talk about because we haven't ridden them yet. So take that. There's that. <laughs> Here's looking at you 2021. Yeah, We're hoping. Come on. <laughs> but um, yeah, the other, in the, the teacups themselves move at, inside the carrier that, that you're on as well. Yeah. They kind of tilt from side to side. Side to side. And, and, uh, it's, it's very just, cute. It's it's very much um it, it they almost remind me a little bit of like the size of what the saucers were on that saucers ride they used to have, um the flying saucers yeah kind of like the flying saucers well these hold ten guests though yeah that's a pretty good size it's a big teacup tea yeah <laughs> um and the ride lasts a full eight minutes which is a pretty good long ride for a Disney park and if you add the pre-show into it it's closer to like 17 i think oh all right i think if you add that into it then it's close you know because listen you want to make that thing 22 minutes long i'm down for it well and you look at like pirates of the caribbean in california and that's exactly. like a 17 minute ride and no one complains about it because it's entertaining the whole time very much yeah yeah that is the best ride queue payoff of all time yeah for sure you're moving at a fast paced walk throughout the whole or you know it's almost like a slow yeah love it i love, love it. that cue and i think that they could do the same thing with these teacups right totally make it 20 minutes long <laughs> do the whole song uh because the whole two hour show <laughs> once you get in your teacup the first thing you go into is the be our guest sequence 
uh, which is really impressive because they have so much going on in there. Yeah. They have a Lumiere figure and a, another beautiful Bell figure. And then with a couple misdirects, you, the whole banquet table is full of animatronics all dancing to be our guest. And they all look amazing. You know, right. like they're all, tr- like I said, true to the cartoon. They look very much like their inspiration and it's super pretty. Completely. Very nice. And then you move into the snow scene where they start falling in love really during the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, And I had seen some people complain about this room specifically that it's a little bit barren. Hmm. Um, There's just the three animatronics in this very large room. Oh, okay. And they're like, it would, it could be better if there was more things going on or more of a set dressing. But really all you have is Belle and her horse Philippe and then Beast, you know. Yeah, and they do use a whole ton of animatronics and real live uh, items throughout the ride, right? And then the ride yeah. itself is so amazing. But could it? They add? Could they have added a uh, projection mapping in that room specifically to add to the storyline? Uh, in that room specifically, I don't know. I think it might have been more entertaining if you had. Uh, more of the enchanted objects around. Yeah. Um, maybe they don't even have to sing because that part they don't have the animate. They don't have those voices in there. Yeah. So they could just be more fun movement uh, to fill up some of the space that maybe nothing's going on in. Hmm. But I can also see why they didn't because they wanted the focus to be on the the story right. and the song. Right. So I guess I could see that. Um, but then, uh, so we go through, be our guest, we go through the snow scene. Then we go into, uh, the mob attack where they, they don't ever show Gaston, but they show the, the effects of the mob moving in on the castle. Um, and we know it's you Gaston. We know you're out there. (laughs) Uh, and then they have a couple like big prop type of animatronics where they have the the wardrobe holding the door closed and things like that. Right. Um, and then you move into the transformation scene, which is super impressive where, you know, spoiler alert, Belle tells Beast that she loves him and he transforms back into a human. Just in time for the rose to drop. Just in time. Right. Um, and they have a great effect where you see Beast all wrapped up in his cloak spinning and then he vanishes and it's a full... That effect. Animatronic. That effect is amazing. It makes you gasp every time. Completely. (gasps) It's so good. And then uh, the final scene is, of course, the ballroom. And instead of Beast and Belle dancing in there, it's fully formed Prince and Belle dancing in the ballroom. I love that. Um, And it's a perfect place for the the teacups to do the spin around and the join in the waltzy type of movement, you know? Yeah. It totally works. And it's 100%, I think, what this idea was based on. When they're like, wouldn't it be fun to dance around in the ballroom with Belle and Beast? And they're like, ooh. <laughs> it was all built around <laughs> There's that. There's an idea. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would even be okay with it if like the next ride group comes through while you're in there dancing. So you get a chance to like see lots of people in there dancing with you. Oh, and then your group kind moves of like an out. Overlap type of thing. Yeah. So they kind of like blend all of you, all of you together because you've seen the other ones in the same rooms because all of the groups. Your little, how many is there? Does it look like three or four? It's it looks like there's probably six of the teacups that move together, like as a group. Yeah. And then there's another six behind you. 
I know I don't know what the numbers are as how many ride vehicles are actually operating on it. It could be super fun though if um like the, if it was such a big if the other six could come in with you and there's like twelve right. of you dancing and then six of you leave. That would be and pretty then impressive. Six come in and, oh, <laughs> and you could totally do it. You're just making things more difficult. That would be so easy for them to do if they had enough ride vehicles. I was about to say, it'd have to be a lot of ride vehicles and a lot of room because those cups are huge. Right. That's what I want. I want a massive room just full of teacups spinning <laughs> around. Well, I, while I was looking into this particular attraction, I did find some interesting things. First of all, it opened on the same day as a ride called The Happy Ride with Baymax, which I've not seen any footage of nor anybody talk about. Huh. But it is obviously a Baymax themed attraction. Okay. Where uh, I love Baymax. You love Baymax. Are You're you satisfied, satisfied with, with your, your care. So satisfied. Um, the idea is that he's putting you into these robots to try to increase your happiness is the goal. Works for me. And it is like all during a um, pandemic. Okay. It's all like <laughs> Mater's Junkyard Jamboree, where it's one of those whip rides. Okay. So apparently it opened the same day and I've not seen anything about that's it. That's super fun too because um, that's also the Aliens ride in Toy Story. Right, exactly. Right? It's kind of just a reskin. You Which know. I'm down for. Yeah. I would much rather ride the same ride with three different skins than ride it the three different times with the same skin. Sure. Totally that. And give it give it to a different park with a different skin is totally fine. Completely. Um, but what I also found out is that the original concept for this enchanted tale of Beauty and the Beast ride was that they were going to do a tiki room version of it where oh. you would go in and sit in a room and the whole room would eventually animate with the music and the animatronics and all that oh, kind no, of that's stuff. That's interesting, isn't it? I, that's what mm. I thought too. I was like, huh. So literally in this ride though they would in this attraction it wouldn't be a ride they would have a live action person playing bell oh um and they said the mo one of the biggest moments other than obviously the animatronic singing be our guest all surrounding you or whatever is they were going to have a full-sized beast animatronic that would be in the room wow Supposedly, at the time, it was going to be the biggest animatronic that Disney Parks had ever had. Oh, geez. Um, like, in proximity, I think, to guests. Because, you you know, they have, like, the Yeti and stuff, which are ridiculously huge. Yeah, and Murphy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that and, beast. But this beast, Belle would pick a specific person out of the audience to give beast a rose. So there would be an interaction between a human guest and this massive animatronic accepting a rose. from oh. them. And then a uh, beast would drop through the floor and a live actor playing the transformed prince would have appeared is the idea. How great is that gig? You come out, you pop up for like four seconds. Of right. Like, like you have the grand finale. <laughs> wave, wave, wave. Lots of applause for just showing up and then you're done. Well, how do you yeah. like that? That's um, crazy. Which I thought, you know, this concept is interesting. It would take up far less space, obviously. And, you know, it's an interesting concept. I think the dancing teacups, though, is much more impressive. Um, and I think so much better. I think uh, it's a really nice family type ride, which, you know, sometimes we older people, Disney fans forget that it's not about us. <laughs> we, we complain that there's not enough thrill rides or there's not enough to look at, or there's not enough of X, Y, or Z. 
But really, it's not about us solely. It's about the child in us and children being able to enjoy these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it is interesting because uh, this is still owned by, it's still part of Tokyo, the right Disneyland Tokyo. Yes. And so it's not owned completely by the Disney company. So these folks, they kind of get to do what they want. Right. And they get to spend whatever they want and they don't get affected by Paris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Paris. Right. Uh, no, yeah, I think that's 100%. I think a lot of people question why Tokyo gets all these really groundbreaking and unusual attractions. And that's why. Because they have the money and the wherewithal to do it on their own. Yeah. And while I think Disney probably still is like a consultant in many things. Yeah, they have to give approval. Right. They they aren't footing the bill for it. So they they go, sure, you want to spend the money on a on a experimental type of ride, be our guest, you know, be, <laughs> be our, our guest. guest. <laughs> be our guest. I am curious though, if you are sad that they do not have a room that's full of antlers, antlers and all of their decorating. I think that was another complaint is they're like, this is the great opportunity to have an actual guest on. Ah, uh, yes. Animatronic. And we kind of missed out on that. I think that would that is sad i would be okay with a guest on room and having a guest and guest on song would be really cool yeah that would be fun that would be fun to add to the ride and you could easily have made it but i guess if they're already i mean who knows if they're over budget or not i don't know if that's a thing for for this park no yeah. idea i can't tell yeah. i would love to find out more but um <laughs> you know i never once have we heard that complaint from them specifically from Tokyo, no. right uh-uh. yeah but it would fit real in really nicely with your patch right my antlers and all of my decorating patch it would yeah um because that's the only beauty in the bees patch we've done so far yeah and we've thought about other ones but um i <laughs> i think i went a little too obscure with my my gaston patch it's one of those patches that i think you can wear and know what it's about yeah without everyone going that's a disney patch you, you know? could put it on your husband on like a um a guy's farm uh hunting jacket it would totally work. They would have no idea. They themselves would have no idea that they're even supporting Mwah, a Disney patch. Subversive Disney fans. The fandom. wives can tell them when they get back. <laughs> <laughs> You've been walking around with a Gaston patch on the you. The whole time. I don't think most guys would hate that too much, though. No. Right? It's pretty masculine. It's a bunch of deer skulls. So, yeah. There you go. Um, but uh, Tokyo Ride looks like a ton of fun. Uh, and if and when we're able to get over there, I'm sure we will enjoy it. If not, you can always watch a spinny pukey video on Online. YouTube. It is true. We are dying to go to Tokyo Seas at some point in time. Supposedly the best park in all the world. Yeah, we'll right. see. One day. One day. But it's like I always say, tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-fingered point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.